Hello and welcome to today's episode of the World Class Agency Podcast. I'm Mark Worrell from Love to Move. I'm joined as always by Sam Hunter from Home Search. And today we're going to be talking about social media, uh, digital advertising, and online advertising in general. Um, Sam, I know you work with a lot of agents. You must follow a lot on social media. So tell me what you've seen good and bad uh, advertising on social media. G'day, Mark, and hello, listeners. It's good to be back. Yeah, social media is an interesting one because I think like Facebook's been around for Facebook's what I think of when I think social media. I should probably preface that before I go down this rabbit hole. But I think it's been around for a decade now, and and people are just starting to figure it out. Which you know, ten years is not a long time for for anything. I think people took longer to figure email out. Certainly, people took longer to sort of figure the telephone out. Um, and it's an interesting one because we're sort of witnessing the evolution of particularly like B2B social media of moving from in your face advertising and very much us, us, us marketing to, uh, you know, some of the stuff that I've seen out there now is amazing. It, you know, it's, it's promoting a business, but it's also educating a consumer. It's, it's really entertaining yeah. it's stuff that people actually want to watch. And more importantly, it's stuff that actually people want to share. Um, so it's an exciting time, you know, like uh, I think, people are still doing it wrong if I'm being completely honest, but who doesn't do, you know, something wrong in their lives every single day. And I think there's a lot of room to improve, but I'm excited as to where it's going. I'm excited to the opportunities that social media is bringing up for people, particularly estate agents out there. Um, and I'm very interested to understand more from, from what we're doing today. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's, there's a growing trend of, you know, branded entertainment and the, the, posts that you're putting out on social media, they do have to be that, don't they? They mm. do have to be, you know, um, not only educational and informative, but, you know, hopefully a little bit, you know, entertaining more than anything. Yeah, certainly what we're trying to do with this podcast. So not that this is, <laughs> I mean, this is social media, actually, I'd imagine, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, perhaps not the uh, Facebook. I always think of Facebook as well when we talk um, social media. But um, without further ado, let's, let's get in and, and introduce today's guest. On today's podcast, we've got a member of Gen X who's doing everything in his power to dispel the myth that young people are lazy, entitled, and disinterested in hard work. He looks like he's 12, but speaks like he's 50 and is building a very successful career in online marketing and social media prowess for the estate agent industry. And he's here to share his secrets with us today. Ed Rizel, welcome to the World Class Agency Podcast. Thanks for having me. That was a great intro. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Um, Ed, you left the mighty Lancaster University, as I understand it, and I'm pretty sure you started your little business in online and social media straight off the bat. Uh, we think that takes massive balls. What made you do that? <laughs> Not sure about massive balls. but <laughs> uh, So basically, I started off actually at Lancaster, right? I started the business, like, for, it was running certain societies at Lancaster Uni. Um, I was basically like having to have flyers at events, right? I'd get a team of people, we'd print out flyers, get them to go and hand them out. Um, but they wouldn't be very effective. They'd cost a lot of money for printing, cost a lot of, you know, getting people out there. Uh, and then you'd have an event and you'd kind of be crossing your fingers hoping people would turn up. So the first original thing was uh, Facebook ads, right? I was like, well, I can use Facebook ads instead. I don't have to send people out there. And then I can actually measure if they've responded. Yeah. And then the, the, the events just like exploded from that point. It was like, so it was like, you're telling me I can spend half the money I'm spending on a Facebook ad 
and I can get pretty much 10 times the people in. So, well, why would I bother with <laughs> why would I bother with the other stuff? So it started with that. Then it went on to uh, helping small businesses originally with just their Facebook ads. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we do a bit there. Is it breaking up a bit? Uh, it sounds pretty good on our end. I was just hearing a bit of, in, never mind. I, I just heard a bit of like static or something, but. Might be the air conditioner. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we basically had that bit with the Facebook ads running. And then um, what happened then? Uh, yeah, small businesses would come in. They'd come and speak to us. Uh, but we'd get them results. We'd bring in leads, but those leads wouldn't necessarily convert with just the Facebook ad. So then it became more of a, a systems and processes thing to actually install good marketing systems in for people so that they could uh, get the results they were actually afterwards. No one's buying Facebook ads or doing digital uh, advertising for the sake of it, right? We're all doing it to actually make money. And that's the, that's the important part of it. Absolutely. Um, so I'm interested, like you've been doing this for a little while now um, and, and you've, you've achieved, I think, what most people consider a lot in a very short time uh, for a young guy in business. What's the biggest sort of lesson that you've learned uh, in that online space uh, along the way? I think the biggest lesson so far, and you know, I'll try and, I'm trying to apply this to estate agency, right? So for, for everyone listening, um, it's typically find out who your perfect client is and base your business around them. Don't try and sell to everyone. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who can't buy from you. There's no point of me wasting my time trying to sell services to someone who doesn't want it in the first place. And you know, it's a lot more of a time saver to be able to actually you know, write down on a piece of paper who my ideal client is, what problems I'm solving for them, and just sell to them. And if anyone comes in who's outside of that, you actually make more money by telling them no, which feels really weird at first. You're like, oh, this is strange. Why am I telling, why am I saying no to a customer? But it helps in terms of you know, the actual opportunity cost of um, bringing that person on where you could have had an ideal client instead. Uh, absolutely massive. So that was, that's probably been the biggest learning for, for me personally over, over this time frame. Yeah, I picked that up from from looking at your LinkedIn profile. I think it was, um, and it does come across that um, you know you're you're very clear on who your ideal client is. You're not afraid to to turn away um, bad business, and I think that's probably something that estate agents could potentially learn a little bit from. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. You know, and the stuff I see from estate agents online, a lot of the times it seems to be. Um, you know, trying to be everything to everyone, if that makes sense. And often it's very, um, very me focused, right? It's like, hi, I'm the estate agent. It's, it's all me, right? Look how much I've done. Look at my market share. Ha ha ha. And like all that kind of stuff. And you look at it and you're like, well, that probably made you feel good to make that ad, but is it going to actually bring you in any business? And that's actually a very key point as well, like actually measuring these things. You put an advert out there. What has the response been? How much money has it made you? How much did it cost you to get out there? And just look at those numbers, you know, next to each other like that. Um, you know, me and Sam have had this conversation before, I think, on camera, where we've talked about how, uh, you know, lots of estate agents will pay quite what they consider to be high fees for um, things like Rightmove and uh, Zoopla on the market. And you'll see people complaining and they'll be saying things like, you know, this is a very expensive service. How come you guys are paying less, less than me? It's like, well, look how much you're making from it. Like, sit down, work out to the penny how much you're making from spending on those services and if you're making a considerable amount more and the money couldn't be put anywhere else that would get you a better return then it's worth doing this is about maximizing how much money you're making instead of you know protecting your costs oh it's costing too much i'm gonna stop stop paying it like that's such a amateur move to do and you never see really like you know good business people just trying to minimize their costs it's usually more maximizing their 
uh, their revenue from the things they're spending on. Like for example, if I was to spend like £2,000 per month on like a mentor or something, if I was making considerably more back, it's going to be worth it every time. There's so many people fail to measure the uh, results they get at the other side. It seems really obvious, but I see so few people actually doing it that it really deserves um, mentioning. How do you change that mindset? Because I, I think I, I agree with you in that people see online marketing particularly because it's still quite new um, yeah. and maybe estate agents are adverse to change. Uh, let's say it's probably a nice way of putting it compared to a lot of people out there. It's an industry that's very slow to adapt to the modern ways of business and the modern ways of communication or life. Um, how do you shift that mindset to see marketing as an investment rather than just a cost and that if you do get a return out of it, it's a justified investment, something you should probably double down on? Well, it's a really good question because honestly, looking at the you know, deeper part of a state agency, if you're looking at you know, someone trying to sell a home and a state agent making commission from it, the route to actually making money is rather long. Um, you essentially have, you know, you're paying for the ads up front, you're having someone come in for evaluation, and then you've got to go through the whole process of they have the valuation, do they actually list with your estate agency? Can you get any viewings for it? Did you set the price correctly? Does the person still want to sell? Even when you accept the offer, you know, is the, is the forward chain going to break down at some point? You've got all these different things going on, and then you know, the surveyors and whatever, the, I don't even know this part, but you know what I mean, like the, the legal guys start coming in. There's such a long road to actually making money that it is very hard in terms of cash flow, for a lot of estate agents to justify, oh, you know, I could spend a thousand pounds to get one new listing if it's going to make me 12 grand, right? Like it, no one really seems to have the cash to be able to do that. But when a big enough company comes into the space and works this out that, hey, I can acquire a customer and I can spend more on Google ads, I can spend more on Facebook ads than anyone else can, they will scoop up so much business from it. And I really see it being something like, uh, you know, what Uber did to black taxi drivers, like, I think that's going to be what happens in estate agency soon. Some, some big tech player is going to come into the space and absolutely clear out most of the market. I think purple brick, uh, purple bricks are very near that. They just have a problem. You know, there's a last bit at the end of um, making sure that the house can actually sell for yeah. what the person wants it to sell for. If they got that bit right, it would be game over for everyone else, I think. So just concentrating specifically on agents, if you could give a bit of advice, what would you say every estate agent should be doing online in this new world, I suppose? Um, I'd start off, even before you look at any online stuff, I think usually the first place to start is removing the delusion from your business. A lot of business owners can very easily get, uh, you know, in a, you get this own like self image that is not in congruence with reality. You're like, I'm this, I'm this great guy. But when you look at your numbers, your numbers aren't necessarily saying that. It can be painful to look at them. So the first step is to be able to uh, take that pain, look at the numbers, go, okay, I'm getting this many leads in. They're turning into this many valuations. They're turning into, you know what I mean? Get the numbers for every single bit of the process and then work out the exact value down to the penny of what that new valuation is worth before you even think about touching online ads, right? Or any like kind of digital marketing approach. Because from that point, uh, you can then go into making your own ideal avatar, work out who the ideal client is. And then at that point, the thing the, to answer the question, the kind of content that you should be putting out should be based upon what problems am I solving for that ideal customer? Nothing else. So you're massive, massive on, uh, on measuring everything then by the sounds of things. 
Yeah, um, I don't think that any small business nowadays can afford not to. You know, none of us have the budgets of Coca-Cola, the budgets of, you know, all these big companies you can just do mass advertising and just spend loads on it and just kind of, you know, hope it comes back. Because the brand awareness advertising is really dumb for a small business. Everything needs to be measured. You need to be able to say, I've put this much money at the start and it's maybe this much money at the end. And I've tracked every single part down the process. There's no reason not to, especially in this day and age that we're in. Uh, the amount of technology available just means it's really easy to tag and track everyone. And this doesn't mean you need to you know, ask people when they pick up the phone, oh, where did you hear about us? This should be something like put on a tracking number onto the site so that when they ring, you already know where they're from before you even had to ask them. People are going to like, no one's going to necessarily tell you the, the truth. And they're not going to lie on purpose either. Like people often say, oh yeah, I saw your, I saw your boards up on the side of the street to companies who don't have hoardings up right? They're, they don't know where they found you. It's like asking a fish, oh, what kind of bait do you like? Like, the, <laughs> the, like the, the fish doesn't know. Like, it just goes for what, it, for what it saw. So, you know what I mean? You've got to be able to track these things by removing the human subjectivity element. It's all got to be objective data. Nothing else matters. No one's opinion matters about your business. The only thing that really is key here is what are the numbers? Are those numbers making you money? So that I understand, but if I'm, let's say I've been in an agency for 30 years and I've done it relatively the same way all that time, but I am actually looking to still take my business to the next level. I've got a few more years left in me with work. I want to make them count. You know, I want to improve my quality of life. Tracking and understanding everything sounds quite scary to me. You know, is this stuff simple to do? How do you go about it? Obviously, you're someone that can help, but is there a way that you can simply and easily, not taking too much time out of your day, go about implementing these things that you're speaking about? Good question. Um, I don't know because a lot of the people I've spoken to, when this, if it's the first time they've ever thought in these terms, it can be quite overwhelming. Um, it's just quite a big topic. And to actually sit down and look at your numbers, um, you know, when I first did it for myself, because it's something that I applied to my own business, right? There was a point where I was also deluded and thinking I was doing better than I was like quite early on. So I had to correct that quickly or I was going to go out of business. So it, there came a point where, you know, I sat down and it took me like a Saturday afternoon. So this is what I'd apply to, you know, someone who's been in it a long time. Take an afternoon and just sit down with your books and do like put your phone away, put any distractions away. And even though it's time you want to spend with your family, just look over your numbers, write it down, work out in retrospect what's happened. And I think that's the place to start. I know that's such a weird thing to say, right? That's the place that you should start with digital marketing. Like, I don't know that that many people would take that approach. I don't know if that answers the question. I think, so you're, you're saying to start with digital advertising, start offline. And really what you're saying is get to know your business, get to know your numbers, and then go, go from there, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so ideal client is also a really important part of that. But it's almost like the, the best place to start with digital marketing is getting your house in order. Like, if you just start running an ad for the sake of it, like, oh, I'm going to pay for Google AdWords and send it to my site. Most of the times, you're better off burning the money. Like, it's not going to do anything if you're just thinking, hey, it's some silver bullet that's going to save my business. Probably won't. Um, or part of a bigger plan. Yeah, it's, it's got to be part of a, part of a bigger plan. Um, so it's usually the best place to start is almost like, it's really weird to say it's almost like personal development is the place to begin. The place to begin is to sit down and go, okay, right. I've been deluding myself about how well this business is going or maybe not, maybe you haven't, but then check the numbers, get it all objectively down. And for many people, the reason they don't do it is because that is painful. So 
That I can understand. I'm interested to know, so let's say I've gone through and I understand who my ideal client is and I'm really good at sitting across dining room tables of young families with a couple of kids who are maybe looking to upgrade and I work in like a reasonably sized market town or metropolitan area. If, can we delve into some sort of the nitty gritty now? Like what makes a great social media post or what makes a great social media ad and uh, what channel would you recommend to get that out there for maximum impact? Yeah, so um, the first two things I'd recommend, I think for any estate agent that is focusing on a local area, search engine optimization is the first point, right? Um, because they are people who are showing the most search intent. If I'm just trying to advertise to someone on Facebook who's never heard of me before and might not even be interested in selling their house, it's going to be quite a long route from the point of them seeing that ad that you paid for to actually wanting to get into contact. And so that's not the place to start. The place to start is the people who are going, okay, I'm looking to sell my home or I'm looking to rent out my property in this area who can do that for me. Because you can see how many people are searching each kind of term. So the unbranded terms like, let's say, um, you know, estate agent Canary Wharf, I'm just picking a random area, right? Um, you could see how many searches that got. And then as a result, you could know that there is a volume of people who are looking for an estate agent in your area. So then you want to essentially get someone to make it so you rank at the top of that organically so that you start getting traffic into your site. Whilst doing, so I'm kind of going at this point first before going into the ad stuff because you know, making sure that you've got a good market and message match is what makes good advertising. So I'm kind of starting with, I'm starting with who the market is first before going on to the messaging to make sure that um, you know, it is actually a match for each other. Um, so you want that kind of market coming into your business. On top of that, you want to have a Facebook pixel installed on the site inside the code, you can get your webmaster to do it or you can find someone very cheap to do that for you. It's, it's not difficult at all. And Facebook's guide is really easy to use. Even though it sounds daunting, it's really easy. Um, you install a Facebook pixel onto the site and then Facebook starts connecting the people who are finding you through search engine optimization and choosing to like, come onto your site and it's matching them to their Facebook profiles and their Instagram profiles. So this helps build an audience of people that when you want to start your Facebook advertising, you can say to Facebook, show my ads to people who look like my existing best customers, right? And so that removes out the guesswork. So even though we've got our ideal client avatar and we're using that for our advertising for the messaging, in terms of actually choosing who we get our ads in front of, we're letting the Facebook algorithm, which you know, is worth billions and billions because it just finds like, perfect people to, to see your ads beyond like, what any human could really do. And it just makes sure your ads get in front of those people. So that's the kind of... That's the structure of what you do in terms of the messaging that you'd actually want to get in front of them. It just has to be, you know, about the benefit or the pain that you're solving. So really, you know, it's got to be something along the lines of we help you sell your home for its correct value. Look at our great customers we've had before and the happy testimonials. Um, and just essentially really for the, for the SEO stuff, you can actually just have a phone number at the top saying, Hey, we're an estate agent. We're highly rated. Like people will still ring that because they've searched for you anyway and seen that you're at the top people like like me for example i'm pretty lazy when it comes to these things so if i'm searching something on google i'll pick the first one that looks like what i'm looking for if i'm picking a state agent in your area i'm going okay that's an estate agent in harpenton click that okay there's a number there i need to ring him like you know what I mean? that didn't that didn't take much advertising um but in terms of the facebook ads the best ones that usually work are videos where you're talking through the benefits or the pains that you solve for your ideal customer, which you've got to do the work for yourself. I can't really do, I can you know, do that with people, but I don't do it for them. It's a very collaborative thing. You know, people know their business better than I do. Um, and then 
you need to make sure the ad is correctly optimized. So if you're having people just click your ad to click it for the sake of it, um, you're not necessarily going to see them get in contact with you. But you can have things where, you know, people fill out a form through a Facebook ad. You can have a Facebook lead form ad, you know, Google that. Um, you can have a button at the bottom where when they press it, it pre-fills out their data from the data they have on Facebook. So it's saying, hey, do, you know, if you want to get in contact with us, press here. And then it gives your sales team their name, phone number, email address, and whatever, any other data you want. So you just, can then have that into a system. interrupt you. That was a Facebook lead form ad. A Facebook uh, lead form ad, yeah. It, it's a, a Facebook lead form is what you need to Google, but you're putting an ad on, on that. Facebook lead form, roger that. Yeah. Facebook lead form, yeah. I've, I've, seen a, I've seen a Facebook lead ad form for home search reports, actually. Um, so. hey. Nice. There you go. So, yeah, those are, those are some of the main ones. Um, I see a lot of people in the Facebook groups I'm in with estate agents who, you know, very much try and focus on uh, doing it all for free. They try and focus on, you know, trying to build up a presence on their page. Uh, there is an inherent problem with that, which is they're not necessarily your ideal market right if people are liking your page um you know how did they find you in the first place or have you just invited like, i get invited to like so many estate agent pages and i'm not the person they're trying to sell to like you shouldn't be inviting me to like your page it doesn't do anything for you like oh the number's a bit higher no one cares like no one when they're looking to sell a house goes oh that one had more likes on facebook oh, wow. oh i'm gonna go with that like what like sorry like who does that do you guys ever look at like things on facebook and go like, oh they got more likes i'm gonna go with that business like no, no one does that not, right, a, right. not as such but i but i am guilty of inviting people to like things that i like on facebook. <laughs> i guess there's nothing wrong with doing it like but you know it's a vanity metric it doesn't it doesn't lead to sales um but you want to make sure it's your ideal customers you're getting in front of and sure they might be in facebook groups such as you know uh, the local area of like the mom's page or something or like, you know, like those kind of ones that could be a great place to prospect in and to, you know, get posts out because the problem is that Facebook will, um, it will cut your reach down. So Facebook doesn't want you to be able to organically reach loads of people because you won't pay for ads. Um, but at the same time, they will make it so that Facebook ads are very effective. <laughs> so they'll make it so that, you know, whatever you want them to do, they will do. And you'll be able to very easily know if they're doing it at a lower cost than is worthwhile for you to be doing. Right? You can know, okay, the maximum I can pay for this ad for me it's been worth me doing it is X. My ads are costing less than that, so therefore it's worthwhile doing. Um, but if you just try and put, like, check if you post on your page, right? Post organically, see how many people it gets to, see how many likes you've got on the page, there will be an inherent mismatch. And that's what Facebook have done, isn't it? They've changed, they've changed all of their uh, algorithms. So everyone uh, used to be obsessed about likes. It seems to be completely irrelevant now. But I'd like just to go back a minute, if could, Ed, and ask you about something that you, you touched on there about posting in groups. I was having a conversation with somebody just this week about finding your local group. You mentioned your local mum's group and creating some form of um, you know, avatar. You obviously can't post in there on the business page, but is that something that you've seen agents do successfully posting in groups? Sorry, gents, someone just came in to interrupt, so I just told them I was recording a podcast. Sorry. That's right, we'll cut that bit out. It's nice. So, sorry about that. Just yeah. give it a little pause after we finish this bit and I'll edit all this out. Could you, sorry, could I get the question again? So I've, I've, okay. Yeah, sure. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> it was about posting in Facebook. Yeah, about, about groups. You're asking about mums in groups. Right. <laughs> 
So you were, you were saying that the um, likes is completely irrelevant. I think most people know that. People were obsessed about Facebook likes um, a few years ago. That's now completely irrelevant so that you, you've got to pay to play. But can I just go back to one thing that you said there when you were talking about posting in the local mums group? I was having this conversation with someone recently um, about creating an avatar, start posting in local groups. So, you know, it might be your area, buy, sell, swap. And... Um, put good quality, probably video content into those groups. Is that something that you've seen agents doing? So it is an effective marketing tool, right? Don't get me wrong. Doing exactly that does definitely work. I've actually done it myself, my own business, and it's worked very well, right? It's a great way of building relationships, helping people out. And it's really good testing ground, right? If you have a new idea and you're not sure about it, easy way to free test it is to get into groups of your ideal client avatar, give them value, see who gets in contact with you. Right, really effective way of testing something out. But the point I'm, you know, the reason I think for estate agents, the main thing is to have a uh, dependable marketing system is you don't really have the time to do, be doing this yourself. You know what I mean? Like your time needs to be spent doing the money-making activities. And so having a system where you can go, I put this much money in, I get this much money out, leverages your time massively, which is the real important part here, right? Leaving more time for the team to be able to actually do the things that are revenue-generating activities. Because posting on Facebook a couple of times is basically just procrastination, right? Which I'm trying to make it like, act like oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing work. Like, let's be real. Like, that's not the things that put money in your back pocket. The things that are making you money is getting a home sold for the right price that the person living in it couldn't sell it for. And I think that's maybe where people don't think that Facebook works because they do treat it as that, oh, I'll do my one post at 9.30 in the morning and that's me doing my Facebook marketing every day rather than actually coming at it and attacking it like a real strategy and understanding the intimacies that you've sort of gone through and explained today of how it can actually work if you use it the right way and if you actually leverage the power of social media. You can see me doing uh, bunnies on a podcast, but it is social media rather than just Facebook, right? You, you need to have an actual strategy. You need to apply it. And measure it, as you say. What I'm talking about here is kind of like a, a wider digital marketing strategy. I'm just kind of going with the examples of Facebook and Instagram here with the advertising. Like once again, right? Like I see plenty of estate agents. I say plenty. I see probably two or three who actually do Facebook organic really well. And what those guys have in common is their content is absolutely amazing. Like I saw someone who managed to get a post uh, to sixty thousand people in his local area of a house. That was, um, I think it was priced at like half a mil and it was an absolutely like lovely house. But that's why it spread because it was great content. People were tagging their friends in it going, hey, we should like, oh, we should chip in together and buy this house, right? Obviously great reach for it, but that was because the content was unreal. Like having your content of you being there like, sell your house with me, aren't I so great? Like people just go like next, not gonna, not gonna, not gonna click on that one compared to when it's like, look at this absolutely lovely house with a swimming pool, that's half a mil. And people are like, well, that's really underpriced for what it is. So you often get asked, how much should I spend on marketing? And um, I believe it's not one of your favorite questions. <laughs> what, what should estate agency, estate agency owners be asking when it comes to the online marketing? Again, it's a, it's a hard one, right? Because knowing most estate agents, like most estate agents aren't very cash rich right? There's a money problem in that a lot can't actually afford to really, you know, start spending loads of money on ads and not see anything really in return. So it is a hard, you know, conversation to have. But the first thing to understand is what are the values of 
a lead? What's the value of new business? What's the value of a referral? Like, you know what I mean? Understand the, the exact numbers for everything. So if you have so many valuations that have come in over the whole time frame you've been in business and you've made so much revenue from those, you just divide them by each other and work out what your average value is, right? That's the first thing to know. Because once you know that, you can say, as long as I'm spending less than that on getting this ad out to people, it's going to make me money. And I know that with relative certainty because I use the average numbers of my own business. I didn't use anyone else's numbers. I used my own numbers because, you know, it's your business, right? There's no point in like, it's like when you see people online, you say, oh, my Facebook ad costs have gone up from, uh, you know, like 20 pounds per lead to 40 pounds per lead. Oh, Facebook's such a ripoff now. It's like, well, if that ad was making you 2000 pounds per person, I'd happily spend 50 pounds per thing all day. I'd be putting 50 pounds in it constantly. It's like a slot machine. 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, and you get money out the other side. So, like, yeah, like, you know, how much should you be spending on your marketing as an estate agency? Uh, probably more than you want to. <laughs> I think that's probably a fair enough answer, and it's probably the right answer and one that people need to come to terms with um, if they are going to make a real success of leveraging the reach that is out there with, with social media. And I'm, I'm conscious that we've taken up your lunch break and we're very grateful that you're at a conference today and you've hidden yourself in a tiny little room and snuck some Wi-Fi to have a chat with us. Um, yeah. Before you go, I want to ask you one last question. So uh, we, we talk about world-class agency on this podcast. We don't pretend uh, to be sort of, I guess, the uh, authority on what is world-class, but we like to finish with this question all, I guess. So for you, mate, what does what is, what is world-class state agency look like to you? And I'm, I'm interested to get your answer as, as someone from the outside looking in. Um, wow. Um, world-class estate agency to me is attention to detail. It's when estate agents have, um, they know what's going on precisely with every small bit, right? There's none of this like, oh, a lead comes in and they wait like 62 hours to get on the phone with them. It's like they have a system to have it done instantly. It's attention to detail for those little parts because it means that the whole thing is then in high service to their end customer, which is ultimately landlords and people buying and selling homes. So, for, you know, I think that's the, really the ultimate bit actually for what makes a world-class estate agent in my eyes. Now, you know, I'm not really an authority in this. I'm an outsider to this world, but it's, it's, you know, it's caring about your customer first and foremost and making sure you're giving them high quality service. That is what makes it world-class because way too many people I see are just trying to be in it for the money, trying to cut their own costs and maximize their profits instead of caring about and really serving their customer. I think that mind shift is one of the things that makes someone uh, world-class in this game because you know, you're in it for the long time if you do that. If you actually feel good when you help someone in this kind of game, no one can kick you out and that will make you world-class over time. That's a great answer. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time, Ed. Um, I've really appreciated it. Um, Thank you very much. Thanks, Ed. No Good to no A big thanks to Ed uh, for joining us. There was so much value and so much content, I think, in there. Um, you guys can't see, but from the outside in, we were talking to Ed. We, we could see each other on our laptops here. And I think he could have gone on for ages um, because he's just so knowledgeable in this topic and so passionate about what good online marketing and good social media actually can be and the power that actually can derive within your business some of the points that i think you know really stood out for me and, and mark you might have a couple to share as well but um when he was talking about measuring your results i know i could see your head nodding there what like what was <laughs> yeah it's cool we could see each other but what what was it really that sort of 
Like what made you sit up in your chair and nod when he, when he mentioned that? Well, interestingly, I think that that advice comes to, you know, much more than social media or, or digital advertising, doesn't it? Ed was saying basically measure everything. Just measure, you know, all of your, your, um, your costs, how much does it cost you to get a valuation? And that then allows you to analyze and then build on basically marketing budgets from there. And I'm sure there's loads of people listening to this podcast. Well, I hope there's loads of people listening to this podcast, but I'm sure there's people that are listening that are thinking, yeah, that's, you know, we don't do that. And I was thinking, that's why I was nodding. You know, we don't do that in, a, in our business. We don't measure everything. We probably don't measure enough. And actually is the stuff that we're measuring the right, the right type of stuff to assess, you know, where we should be spending the money, which was ultimately where Ed was going with it. Yeah. I mean, my, my thing used to be talk, like it's talk to 20 people a day and life takes care of itself. And that's probably a lazy man's measurement. Cause there was certainly, I could have delved deeper into everything else that I was doing to understand just what I was getting back from everything. But I think, you know, you quite rightly say that we're all probably a bit guilty of taking the easy way out and saying, Oh, this is what I'm doing. Is it working? Well, I've got stock on the market. It probably is, but, maybe if we take the time to actually, you know, analyze that business. And, and I think one of the other points that, that uh, Ed made was like, you've got to get your house in order and, you know, puns aside, it is uh, removing, you know, the delusion from your business. You've got to understand, you know, whatever phone call, whatever social media ad, whatever evaluation is really worth to you. You've got to understand who your ideal client is. I thought that was a great point. Like, have you written down who you like working with? Have you written down, you know, what are the properties that you achieve the best results on? What are the people like that are selling them? What are the buyers like that are buying them? Who are the people that you get along best with who trust you the most that you can actually do, you know, smoother, faster deals with? Cause you know, we all try and list everything and we'll try and sell everything, but maybe that's not the, the best way to become a world-class agent. Yeah. You perhaps, perhaps you're right. And Ed, the reason that we started talking about that on his LinkedIn, very clearly it states who he wants to work with. Yeah. And so he's then able to, you know, he doesn't work with um, car dealerships, for example. He's, uh, his focus is fully on estate agents and he can drive value, becomes an expert in that field. And I think, you know, perhaps a lot of agents are, you know, trying to be too many things to too many people. Maybe you just need to focus, you know, look at finding country, the success that they have focusing at the top end. Mm. I think that's a great point. And like on that too, like fine and country are, are probably a nice brand to, to like relate back to another thing that Ed said, like when you are marketing, when, when you're doing anything, whether it's on Google, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest for anyone out there uh, who might be marketing on Pinterest, like you need to market your business by the problems that you solve, not by promoting yourself, you know, and fine and country is a great example because they solve problems for people with big, nice houses, you know, they're not, they're, there's not a lot of uh, horn tooting, I think, from that brand. And, and you know, when we, you know, right at the top of this pod, I said that people are learning social media and it's starting to change. And I think that people are moving away from that self-promotion. This is how many houses we've sold. This is the ranking that we have on right move to actually, this is the knowledge that we have. This is how we can help you. And even if you don't need our help now, we're going to share everything with you right now. And, and, you know, like I said, then I'll say it again now. That's really exciting. Yeah. You talked about, you know, attention to detail. You said, you know, caring about your clients and that can come across from, you know, the first time they see your social media posts, your, your care for them is informing them about, you know, the property market or driving some value that isn't basically saying I sold 20 houses last, last month, come and use me because you know, whilst we all might, might like that message, perhaps it, perhaps it is a little bit lazy now. You know, we've perhaps been there and done that. 
Yeah, there's a there's a guy that I follow on on the internet called Gary Vaynerchuk, and he wrote a book called I think it's Jab 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 Right Hook, and the jab is the value that you give, and the right hook is the blatant bit of sales that you're you know you earn the right to throw it in there. So maybe it's maybe the message is not don't never promote yourself, but make sure that you know nine out of ten pieces of content that you're doing in your social media is set up to give yeah. value, and then that tenth one can be. Oh, just quietly, I've actually sold the most properties in your area. So it's probably warrant to give me a ring if something happens. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One final thing for me um, that we talked about in, in the podcast was the, the Facebook ad lead form. Now, I know uh, I use Facebook personally. I've, I've um, completed some of these lead forms, but, but never actually used them in, in our business. Sam, is it something that you've ever used? I wanted to ask Ed more about that and to make sure that we had the language right because I genuinely had no idea what it was or how it worked. So I'm probably not the best person to summarize <laughs> what he was going on about here as well. So I'd say if, if that's something of interest to you and, and like Ed made it pretty clear that it was something that works, I think your best bet's to get in touch with him. We'll put all these details in our show notes. We'll, put it, we'll, we'll link it up in anything that we share this out on um, so that you're aware of, of who he is and how you can get in touch with him. The guys like you can see the amount of advice that he gave today. He's more than happy to have a chat. It's not going to cost you anything. and It might just change your business. Um, yeah, so I think, I think, yeah, that he's probably the person uh, to get a little bit more clarity on that rather than the two of us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, right. Well, that's, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you very much for, uh, listening to the world-class agency podcast uh, i'm mark worrell he's sam hunter one final um thank you as well to ed rizel he's been absolutely great today if you if you do like what we're doing um please you know share give us a share on social media give us a comment um, and subscribe to to listen to the podcast would be very appreciative thank you very much and goodbye